the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always a privilege. Today is Friday, August the 21st, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on August 21, 1831, Nat Turner, he launched a violent slave rebellion in Virginia, resulting in the deaths of about 55 white people. Turner was later executed. Today in 1609, Galileo demonstrated his new telescope to a group of officials in Venice. They were impressed. We still are impressed by what Galileo was able to do. Today in 1911, Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa was stolen from the Louvre Museum in Paris. They recovered it two years later in, guess where, Italy. (laughs) Today in 1945, President Harry S. Truman ended the Lend-Lease program that had shipped about $50 billion in aid to um, in supplies to uh, Americans' allies in during World War II. He said that was enough, and it probably was. So he cut it off today in 1945. Today in, in 1959, uh, Hawaii became the 50th state. President Eisenhower signed that document. Today in 1961, for those of you who like country music, Patsy Cline, recorded a song written by Willie Nelson titled Crazy. It kind of defined her career and the career of some of the others in Nashville as well. Decca Records recorded Crazy by Patsy Cline today in 1961. Today in 1992, an 11-day siege began at the cabin of Randy Weaver in Ruby Ridge, Idaho. Government agents tried to arrest Weaver for failing to appear in court on charges of selling two illegal sawed-off shotguns. On the first day, today in 1992, Weaver's teenage son Samuel and Deputy U.S. Marshal William Deegan were both killed. As I said, this went on for 11 days. I'm sure you remember it. I do. In Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, The Bible says, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord. It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. A powerful word. I want to talk to you about some things today, but keep that verse in mind. Former Vice President Joe Biden said during his nomination acceptance speech last night on the final night, thankfully, of this Democratic convention, he said there's no miracle coming for the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. Oh, he didn't call it that, but he said there's no miracle coming. He said it, I'm quoting Joe Biden, who could be the next president of the United States. I pray he is not. He said, quote, the president keeps telling us the virus is going to disappear. 
He keeps waiting for a miracle. Joe Biden said, and I quote, quote, Well, I have news for him. There is no miracle coming. He said, we lead the world in confirmed cases. We lead the world in deaths. Our economy is in tatters with black, Latino, Asian American, Native American communities bearing the brunt of it. He talked as though it was Trump's policies over a long period of time that has led us into this abyss in our economy. Everybody on this planet knows that on a certain day early this year, the world shut down because of coronavirus or Wuhan virus. Biden mentioned a few of the plans that he has, but he said, all this time, he said, the president still doesn't have a plan. Well, I do. He said his plans include a national mandate. He's very emphatic about this. A a national mandate to make everyone in America wear a mask. He said that is our patriotic duty. So that on day one, everyone in America will be forced by law to wear a mask. I'm not suggesting it's a bad idea. I'm suggesting the way it's being presented is concerning. He said, we'll develop and deploy rapid tests with results available immediately. He said, we'll make the medical supplies and protective equipment that our country needs. Without a mention that it was under the Obama-Biden administration that that warehouse where they keep all these millions and hundreds of millions of items in case of emergency, was drawn down during there, and they never replaced it. That's why we didn't have it on day one. But that doesn't matter. What matters is the message. He said, and we'll make them here in America. We'll never again be at the mercy of China or other foreign countries in order to protect our own people. It truly is a scenario that we're experiencing in America today that's very close to that kid story that wasn't a kid story about the emperor and his clothes. Is Biden the only one that doesn't know or is unwilling to even admit that we didn't have all those things because they used them, which they should have during the Biden-Obama era, but didn't bother to replace them for whatever reason? I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. He's hard to figure out what he really thinks. His words and his actions are polar opposite. They're worlds apart. The first hour of last night's presentation repeatedly declared that Biden is a man of deep faith. That word was used at least seven times, deep faith. It culminated in a speech that was given by a longtime friend of his from Delaware, Senator Chris Coons. They are longtime friends. Chris Coons said, and I quote, he said, for Joe, faith isn't a prop or a political tool. I've known Joe for about 30 years and I've seen his faith in action. Joe knows the power of prayer. And I've seen him in moments of joy and triumph and loss and despair turn to God for strength. Joe has experienced loss and grief and despair through the loss of family members and I'm sure other issues as well, but we all know about that. 
Then the, his friend, Coons, Senator Coons, then he said this. I'm quoting him. Joe's faith is really about our future, about a world with less suffering and more justice, where we're better stewards of creation, where we have a more just immigration policy, and where we call out and confront the original sins of this nation, the sins of slavery and racism. Between, between Kuhn's speech and the keynote speech given by Joe Biden, former mayor of South Bend, Pete Buttigieg, he gave a little talk. He will be a prominent member of Joe Biden's administration, according to Joe, should he be elected. Pete Buttigieg did not mention Joe Biden's faith. But he praised him for his political courage to support same-sex marriage before then-President Barack Obama was able to come out and support it publicly. He said, if it were not for Joe Biden, he says, my husband and I could not be married. My marriage to my husband was made possible by Joe Biden. Joe Biden proclaimed again and again in his speech last night that America is now in a season of darkness. Darkness has kind of been the theme. Michelle Obama eluded darkness. and So we're in a season of darkness, according to the left, the so-called progressive left. And then Joe gathered the strength to almost shout into the microphone. He said, light is more powerful than darkness. Well, I would say amen to that. It is. No question. But he then proclaimed that the light of his policies are going to be more powerful than the darkness and they're going to overcome the darkness. Now follow me. In John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, the Bible says, I'm reading from the New King James Version, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And verse 5 says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I want to talk to you a little bit about darkness of a different kind, and it seems to be a highlight in the far-left progressive narrative right now as we enter the last few weeks before America will make a decision that truly, truly will have an impact on America for the rest of time itself. We have never faced an election that is more consequential than the one that is just before us. I want to just take a moment to thank you for your support of this ministry. We wouldn't, couldn't do it without you, and I don't know how many times I've said that, but I feel that so deeply, and I'm so sensitive to that. When I turn on the microphone every morning live, it is because you have allowed me to do that. You've allowed me to do what I feel God has called me to do. And I cannot find the words to adequately express my appreciation 
And yet I know that this isn't about me. It's about us and it's about the kingdom of God. It's about the word of the Lord. It's about being informed. So thank you. If you support us, thank you so much for standing with us. If you haven't, but you believe in what we're doing, you believe it's timely, you believe it's of value to the kingdom of God and to you, I would encourage you to pray about it and join us. We need your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to Faith and Freedom, just all one word, Faith and Freedom. US, and you can donate online. You'll see a little tab up. The first thing that will come up will be the article that I wrote that particular day today. If you go online, I would encourage you to do so, but pray about it, and you can donate online there. So thank you so much, and God bless you. I appreciate it so much. The Catholic News Agency and others are expressing deep concern, not passing, but deep concern about Joe Biden and his claims to be a devout Catholic. There's no question that he's been involved in the church for many years. There's no question that his friends talk about his deep faith. He's reverence for his deep faith. He talks about it all the time as well. The Catholic News Agency, CNA, they laid out a litany of Biden beliefs that are diametrically opposed to the Catholic Church, and they're expressing concern this week. Kamala Harris stands in unity with Biden in opposition to Christian beliefs, regarding their own self-professed Protestant faith. And I want to look at their faith today because everybody else is looking at it. So let's talk about it. Let's take a look. But one thing that is repeated in the Bible is the warning in the New Testament particularly, but throughout Scripture, is do not be deceived. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Don't be deceived by false teachers. it's, It's a thread that runs through the entire Word of God. So we want to be informed, but not misled. The Catholic News Agency is in a, wrote a very carefully written article, but it's very direct. And they're saying that now that Biden has been officially nominated and the formalities are over, they said the big question is, what are the policies that he's going to be running on? He and Bernie and others have kind of recrafted the platform for the Democratic Party. Joe has the last word now. And that's a great question. We've, all, we've heard all week, he's a decent, caring, empathetic person, deeply devout Catholic. But what does he really believe? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. <clears throat> Excuse me. We tend to do what we believe. We tend to do what we think. God said that, and God created us. He would know. But what about this devout Catholic faith? Does he really believe? Is he really telling the truth about his devout Catholic faith? Does his faith really line up with the Catholic Church? Well, the short answer is no, and I'm not speaking for the Catholic Church. I'm simply quoting what they're saying. It's no, he isn't a devout Catholic because he doesn't share the beliefs of his church, and that's why the Catholic Church and a number of their agencies are becoming very concerned. He disagrees with everything the Catholic Church stands for morally, they say, except the death penalty. CNA says, the Catholic News Agency, Democrats in Congress, I'm quoting them, have promoted legislation, the Do No Harm Act. It will pass if Biden's elected. Republicans have been able to stop it so far. 
the Catholic news agency says that Democrats in Congress have promoted the legislation as a means of curtailing expressions of religious freedom, which they claim are discriminatory. So religious freedom under this act, and it will pass if Biden or if the even if the Democrats would take the Senate. So religious freedom then becomes a dictate of the state, and it no longer is a gift from God protected by the state. The CNA notes that, quote, the proposed legislation would limit the application of current religious freedom protections under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Breitbart News sort of summed all this up in an article. I want to quote a bit, a little bit from that. They said, on the issue of religious liberty, the Democrats insist that religious freedom cannot be used as a cover for discrimination, meaning that it must bow to gay adoption, same-sex marriage, abortion. The Democrat-sponsored Do No Harm Act would curtail all expressions of religious freedom that they deem discriminatory, such as objections to contraceptive mandate, health care workers declining to participate in abortions, and religious adoption agencies placing children only with married opposite-sex couples. Regarding the conscientious objection part of that, the Democrats' draft of the 2020 platform, it supports reinstating policies such as the Obama administration's transgender mandate. I don't have time to go into that, but that's it's bizarre to say the least. But it prohibits doctors and hospitals and insurance companies from refusing to take part in transgender surgery for reasons of conscience. And yet, this surgery, these surgeries are becoming more and more under fire because more and more doctors are saying, man, we shouldn't be doing this. They are. These guys are always talking about following the science, but they don't follow the science if it conflicts with their far-left progressive humanist point of view. That's where we are. As a case in point, the article notes that a federal judge stopped implementation of Trump's administration rule that protected doctors with a conscientious objection for providing gender transition surgery or abortion. There's more and more and more evidence that this is a bizarre, inhumane act that these people are doing on these confused people who think they're the opposite sex of what they really are. The Trump administration has granted religious and moral exemptions to Obama's contraceptive mandate, including the Remember Them? the little sisters of the poor. But Joe Biden has said that he will undo the religious and moral exemptions to the mandate that the article adds. Now keep that in the back of your mind. So he's going to, as a devout Catholic, he's going to reverse the policy and the exemption for Catholic nuns, little sisters of the poor. Keep that in the back of your mind. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. On the matter of the LGBTQ advocacy... The platform calls for the appointment of senior leaders to push for LGBTQ rights abroad and at home as a matter of U.S. foreign and domestic policy. The Democrats roundly oppose school choice. They're insisting that private school vouchers divert, I'm quoting from their platform, divert taxpayer-funded resources away from the public school system. Well, they're right, they do. And that's why it's a good thing. Parents should be in control 
of the education of their children. But the Democratic platform and the Biden game plan says no. The state needs to be in control. On same-sex marriage, in 2012, Biden Biden said he was absolutely comfortable, those are his words, with same-sex marriage. That prompted President Barack Obama to announce his own support for gay marriage. That's what Buttigieg was talking about last night. As vice president, Joe Biden himself officiated at a same-sex wedding ceremony not so long ago for two White House staffers. The article that reported on that devotes significant time and print to describing Mr. Biden's evolving stance regarding abortion rights. He said at one time he believed in marriage as between a man and a woman. But each year, Biden has become more radical because the far-left progressives have become more radical. It's been accelerated beyond belief in the last year or so. All of the things that are happening in our culture today are related, not because I want them to be or that I disagree, and I profoundly do disagree, but not because of that, but because of just the facts. All of the things that are upside down in our culture today, you can easily trace. You don't have to be, like, brilliant. I mean, even I can trace it. You can trace it back to this humanist, secular, progressive, godless kind of ideology. And many of the people that are pushing this godless ideology are at the same time proclaiming their faith, their strong faith, their empathetic faith, their compassionate faith, faith that will lead to no borders, faith that will lead to revised immigration, as they call it. The Democrats' platform declares that every woman should have access to, quote, safe and legal abortion, and that abortion as a part of comprehensive care Healthcare is, quote, vital to the empowerment of women and girls. That's how they see abortion. They see it, number one, that it should be paid for by taxpayers, and number two, it's not about the baby that dies. It's about empowering women and girls. The only thing that Joe Biden disagrees with his church on, or agrees with his church on, is the whole idea of capital punishment. That ple- the party pledges to continue to support abolishing the death penalty. That's it. Other than that, every moral issue in the Democratic platform stands in absolute opposition to the Catholic Church and to biblical Christians in general. And Joe Biden, it's his platform now. The CNA assessment of Mr. Biden's positions... It raised a lot of red flags. They're very concerned about this, but they're not the only organization within the Catholic uh, community. The National Catholic Register, they're warning that Biden's choice of Kamala Harris as his running mate may hurt his appeal with religious voters. I don't think they're concerned about his hurting his appeal, but they are concerned about the effect of it should he be elected. They said due to her aggressive pro-abortion and anti-religious freedom record. So while she proclaims to go to church every day, and her pastor stood up the other day, I mean every service and so on, her pastor stood up the other day 
And he said, yes, she's a very solid member of our church, sings in the choir. She attends as often as possible and blah, blah, blah. Well, I've been a pastor for many, many, many years, all of my adult life in one form or another. And I will tell you, youth pastor, music pastor, senior pastor, a lot of people go to church. And sometimes for various reasons. It's difficult to talk about this because the Bible is very clear about judging people, but the Bible is also very clear about being informed and looking at the fruit of the people who make the claims. That's what Jesus did with the Pharisees, and that's what we're called to do now. The National Catholic Register is saying, boy, we better watch this because because the running mate, not only is Biden all in on all this stuff that we don't believe in, but so is his running mate. Newt Gingrich, you may know, recently converted from Protestantism to Catholicism. He said last Friday that Senator Kamala Harris is the most openly anti-Catholic bigot to be on a national ticket in modern times. Bill Donahue, who is the Catholic League president, he warned last week that Senator Kamala Harris is has a Catholic problem. He is insisting that Biden's running mate will have a hard time winning over Catholic voters, and he's trying to help that along. He said her positions on an array of moral issues are just in conflict with the Catholic Church. But she said, he said even more than that, he said she's been brushed with anti-Catholicism. And he said she's not just oblivious to Catholicism, she's anti. So if we truly seek to be devout Christians, we begin by believing in biblical teaching to claim devout Christianity. Catholicism or Protestantism, it doesn't matter. But we're not seeing that in these people who are standing up righteously, perhaps ignorantly. I can't believe it is, but whatever is in their hearts, God knows. But we've got to believe the Bible and follow its teaching in our deeply held beliefs. And i got to tell you that this is addressed in Scripture very directly, very directly. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, their fruits, by their fruits, you will know them. I want to tell you something from my heart. And I know I risk certain reactions and resistance and perhaps more by saying some of the things that I say on the air. I don't do so to be controversial. Those of you who know me and some of you who listen to this program do and have for years. I'm not trying to be controversial and I'm not I'm not trying to be mean spirited. I'm not I'm neither. But I want to tell you something. The light is shining in the darkness, and the darkness is not comprehending it. The light of the world, Jesus Christ, died on a cross, was resurrected from the dead for such things as we're experiencing in our world today. And these people deny the truth of the gospel. They deny the power of God, while they proclaim to be devout Christians. They are operating in the power of the human will and the human desire and their political, political desires. Joe Biden has said again and again, this is his dream come true. 30 years in the making, 50 years, whatever it is, to be president of the United States, same as Hillary Clinton. That is the desire that is driving them. 
I don't know what they know in their heart about God, but I know what they do. And I will tell you their fruit is not good fruit. It's bad fruit. And it stands against everything that God has given us in his word.